many believe that that's what's left of the house um, that is connected to the death of the children. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again this week. Hope everybody had a great week and uh, look forward to uh, talk to you guys this, this time. Um, let's get started. Jesse, why don't you get us started with uh, History Fact? Yeah, History Unexplained Mysteries. I have two. I had a bunch this week. It was an interesting week, but I just pulled two for you guys. Okay. Um, so the first one that I have is the frozen salad survivor. Mom, dad, you guys may have remembered. You this. know what? It seems like I just seen this on the news or something. Where did I see that? I don't know. So on December 20th, 1980, <clears throat> Jean Hilliard was driving along a rural road in Minnesota when she had a car accident. And she was able to walk away from the scene and trekked two miles to a nearby friend's uh, home for help. But she passed out within feet of her friend's door. In the frigid Minnesota winter, Hillard was outdoors when the temperatures dropped to minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which froze her body completely solid by morning. Her friend found her the next day and was she was immediately transported to a nearby hospital. Her skin was so hard from the temperatures that the doctors had difficulty administering any medications or taking her official temperature. Her heart, her heartbeat had slowed to around 12 beats per minute. And um, eventually, with using an electric blanket, doctors were able to help her regain consciousness within a few hours, after which her only injuries were frostbite to a few toes. Just a few times. Wow. Um, the doctors questioned whether her internal organs were spared from the severe hypothermic damage because she had an alcohol she had alcohol in her system when she passed out. And to this day, doctors are still unsure of how else to describe how Hillard's case um, came aside. Sorry, describe Hillard's case aside from any kind of medical miracle. So she was drinking and driving, got into a car accident, and that saved her life. The drinking. So, so sometimes things come around and, and don't be better. Yeah. yeah. All for the good. There you go. All for the good. So I don't know if that's so much of a mystery that um, alcohol warmed your body internally to the point where you can survive outside in negative 20 degrees, but there you go. The next one is about William Shakespeare. We all know who William Shakespeare is. That old bard. I, I hope we all know. He is perhaps history's most influential and prolific playwright in history. Uh, that was, it, it was, I already said that. In history. <laughs> in history. <laughs> okay. Is he in the history book, to be sure? Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> he gifted the world countless treasures between his plays, performances, and poems. And it was out of gratitude and respect then that after his death on April 23rd, 1616, 
that William Shakespeare Spear was um, put into the Holy Trinity, Stamford upon Avon in uh, Warwickshire. Strangely, though, many historians believe that the ultimate act of disrespect was perpetrated um, on Shakespeare posthumously and grave robbers and the theft of the artist's head. Um, so apparently his head was um, stolen. In 1879, allegations surfaced that um, William Shakespeare's tomb had been pillaged and de defiled, citing evidence of forced entry and theft near the tomb, as well as traces of skull fragments supposedly left by the robbers. Subsequently, inquiries have supported this story, but an archaeological a ground penetrating radar scan could only conclude that there was a disturbance near the head of the body. However, requests to exhume the body have always been denied, and most researchers believe that the skull is in fact missing, but who stole it and why remains a mystery. I oh. mean, I think we can, I think we probably probably have a good idea of why they stole the yeah. skull. Someone's yeah. hamleting a little too close to the yeah, sun, exactly. you know, to be or not to be yeah. with the skull. You yeah. Know? Or this was back, you know, 1616 or, you know, 1800, 1800s. Maybe they thought, hey, if we take his head, we can examine his brain and find out why he probably such great stories. Yeah. Probably. Somebody but probably I has it and display and doesn't realize what it actually is. <laughs> or who. They think it's like who. a fake. They right. think, you know. Oh, I um, bought this, you know, Shakespeare skull. Yeah. And they just wow. stare at it night after night. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There, there are my two mysteries. All um, right. Drunkenness and beheadedness. <laughs> all right. Hmm. All right. Before we go with you, Cass, I just want to remind everybody to hit that like button share us and um, contact us at the family school of thought at gmail.com or any other way you would decide to do it. Just want to remind everybody of that. Okay. All right. Hit us with the good <laughs> Don't ruin another right. stuff. <laughs> well, I might. I might because we just came back from a holiday weekend. Um, I'm sure this episode's not going to air for a couple more weeks, but Labor Day was just this last weekend. So, of course, you're out in the water. And what did I say a couple weeks ago that I listened to when I'm out in the water? Good old oh. 90s country music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. This one came up, and I it had come up before, um, and it had come up, it came up again when I was listening to music this weekend. Um, but this is the song... When the, the night the lights went out in Georgia by Reba oh. McIntyre. Yeah. Now, of course, this song also became popular about a year ago uh, when the murder murders were happening and they like court sentencing was happening. It was because, of course, one of the lyrics of the song is "Don't trust your soul to know the backwards Southern lawyer." Um, so, of course, this song was you know trending on TikTok for that. Um. And, you know, every time I listen to it, you think it's about how corrupt the judicial system is and, you know, back country life is, you know, small towns. 
poor Andy was an innocent man, right? You know, the whole song is about how the government failed Andy, right? But does anyone remember what happens in the last verse? Yes. Remind me, sing it. <laughs> I won't sing it, but I will she, say that you do you do find out who killed Andy's wife. Right. And uh, the man she was sleeping with, and it is Andy's own sister. Yeah. And so she knows that Andy's an innocent man and she still doesn't come forward and say, hey, it wasn't him. It was me. So she lets her brother die because his wife cheated on him. <laughs> so the whole song is about how backward Southern lawyers and the, the cops in this town are killing an innocent man. But the whole time, Reba, as the narrator, knows who the murderer really is. <laughs> and she still blames the judge and the cops who are just probably trying to do their job because they just come to a scene of a man standing over a bloody mother, you know, this man that he's seen murdered. But the whole time, it's his sister. It's Andy's sister who did the whole crime. And then she lets him fall for it. And, um, and why would she let her own brother die? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. She knew who it was the whole time. And she all she's doing is complaining about how they're killing an innocent man. Well, she was saying that they're killing an innocent man because she knew the truth. Right. Was, he right. is an innocent man. He, he, he is an innocent man. He was, he was, an, innocent he was an innocent man. Remake from Vicki Lawrence he had a big hit with that song. You know, I do feel like I you did say that. I feel like we've talked about this song before. But this is the only version I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I only know Reba's version. Too. I think I only know Reba's. Or I you only know that you, if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Mm, okay. I don't know. I think I only listen to people who are semi-related to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Reba is our kin. So. She's our kin. <laughs> long, long, long down the line. <laughs> and who's your kin? See, I can't remember. We can talk about her on this show. <laughs> <laughs> can do a story on it. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I got a story for you to do, Dee. I think <laughs> But that's all I have for you this week. Somehow, you are, we're now finding out that, that Andy is an innocent man, but maybe so is the judge and the cops yeah. in the town. Yeah. Yep, I remember that song well. That was a good song. Both versions of it. They were really the same song. I mean, she sang it just the same and everything. But anyway. I think back then covers weren't really what covers are now. Or covers, it's like you basically try to put your own spin on it. Where I feel like well, in the 90s, actually, it was, you know, it was. Um, Nick today, or somebody at work today, about back in the, like, 70s, you know, a songwriter would write a song and there might be three or four people that recorded it. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like exclusive to one person. And so well, two people could we, have the same hit song at the same time. Right. Well, we do kind of still see that now where we are finding out that like, well, not finding out, but basically sometimes artists aren't the writer of the song and like the writers of the song basically have done a demo of it. And then right. that demo right. basically got sold to right. other artists. Um, 
Leanne Rhine, remember, she had that huge head. Yeah. But it on was the cover art, and then somebody else had it on the pop charts. Yeah. Um yeah. is it the Coyote Ugly one? No, no, because she wrote that song in for the for that movie. Um that's why she was in the movie. But right. even Janice Joplin's me and Bobby McGee, you know, that was, that was a country song, hit song at the same time by mm -hmm. um Roger. Oh, no, Chris Christopherson, I thought. Chris Christopherson and Janice wrote that song, yes. but they basically gave the demo to a country artist who also Roger. sang it. Yeah. Who but it's not the same. It, it is the same song. The oh, no, but they don't sing it the same. Right. It's just. I've seen, I've heard it a couple of times, different times, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't and, mean um, You know what? Other song, I mean, we can kind of go on and this one all over, but. Um, Janice did, um, um, oh shoot, the Beachy song. Um, there's a lie, a certain kind of lie. Something in the Frankenstein. That one. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> no, Janice did not do that song. No. Anyway, she's a big hit song because at the time bgs were just writing songs for other people and um she had a, a hit song with it and then years later they recorded it and had a huge you know hit with it Peter miller is the other person who did be, me and bobby mcgee who charted on me and bobby mcgee who also did? says the artist roger miller yeah yeah that's what i was talking about yeah i um, thought you said for all that... <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> Um, it does say that Pink has a cover of Me and Bobby McGee yeah, as well. Yeah. I did not know that. It does. Lot, well, Me and Bobby McGee has been covered by just about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to Love Somebody. You know that song, BG, BG song? Oh, and right. Yeah. Janice did it first. Um, but somebody else, I was going to say, somebody else sang that song too. Nina Simone did it. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, good choice this week. Um, let's get on with it. Whose turn is it? This week? Um, yeah, Jesse's. Yeah. Nope. Jesse's. Nope. <laughs> it's yours, Ted Robinson. Okay, I'll just have to wing it here. <laughs> well, I. Well, we've got a good one. You better not be doing the one that I wanted to do. I am. Oh, you turn. <laughs> what? Okay, go. Okay. I'm doing, I'm sticking with the Michigan theme. Um, my story is about the Seven Gable Road in Danceville, Michigan. Oh, this, that's not. Yeah, not far. Could be a road trip. Easy. I mean, Danceville um, is only, what, 40 minutes away from us? Yeah, about that. But, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> We've talked about this before. We did this one before. We gotta stop giving them like map location. <laughs> They're gonna pinpoint oh. it at some point. Well, we're right we're, here in this square. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, it's going to be one of the most haunted uh, places in Michigan. Hmm. So, um, to you know, uh, to find your way, uh, or to find your way, you'll need to first pass through a rusty wrought iron padlocked gate 
and it will lead you to a dirt road uh, where there is 5,000 acres of nothing. Hmm. But beyond the gate uh, is a vast space of nothing. Paranormal investigator investigators are seen going through this area looking for something that, all the time. The legend states that the gate is a threshold separating safety. If you cross the gate, bad things will happen. And e- oh, you definitely have to take a road trip then. I know. <laughs> evil presence lies beyond. Uh, once there, once there was a witch that lived in a cottage out in these woods, um, and the witch was accused of killing several children while their parents were away. The community responded in vigilant justice and trapped her inside her house and then caught it on fire. Before she burned to death, however, she cursed the land to make sure it was uninhibitable um, for anybody else to live there. So the 5,000 acres of this cursed land that dates back hundreds of years, um, present-day thrill-seekers still flocked to find the source of the hauntings. So the cab, her house was burnt down. With her so, in it. With her in it on that 5,000 acres. Acres, but, correct. But nobody exactly knows where that house was? Well, we're getting to that. Um, no, they actually, they don't know where that cabin was at. But um, she, you know, obviously knew she was dying in this fire, so she cursed this land around her so nobody would be able to live there ever again. I have two questions before we keep going. Um, yes. Did she lure the children into the house with candy? Was it a candy house? <laughs> that was my and question. Was, was the it name was white, Listen, it was an old beat up white stagecoach. <laughs> Get in that van. <laughs> you guys. Oh my! Second question. Second question. Um, I don't know. This this might. This one might go over you guys' head. Um, But does she now haunt the children's dreams and kill them in their dreams? (laughs) Because that's exactly how uh, Freddy dies in. Oh. (laughs) What's it? The the, like. What's his name? No, the with the like claws. Freddy Krueger? Oh, Freddy yeah. Krueger. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what I died. thought you were talking about. <laughs> that is, it is, but I forgot the last name. Because that's how he dies in the movies, is yeah. that they all gang up on him and burn him to death. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Well, it's, it's a comeback. There is a curse that needs to be corrected here, so I, it might be up to us to go there and do this. Okay, if the legend um, has been passed down for years and years, and um, many um, affirm all these hauntings because they have visitors like daily um, visiting this area. It's all kind of fenced off, or you're, you know, actually, it's kind of, you can go through it, but it's not like you can just drive up and go down a road and there it is. Uh, but once you're past the gate, it's long, there's a long hike into the woods. And through a canopy of trees that um, you know makes it really um, it um, insulates all the noises. The path is quiet and tranquil through the day, but at night, oh, I just lost my screen. Um, um, the terrifying tale has transcended generations 
and turned into the legend of the small community of Dansville. The last person to, um, to go through the gate, the last person to come out of the gate is usually the one that is expected to have bad, bad luck. So if you go with the group, don't be the last person out. Um, be in the front. Be in the front. Or trip who's ever in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, years would pass after the witch's death, but the curse uh, did not. Down a separately uh, walked path and through some trees, you'll find the location of a house that once stood. Torn down nearly or 80 odd years ago, uh, you can see the stones and the foundation and the remains of a past life. That, that's there today that you can look at. Many believe that that's what's left of the house um, that is connected to the death of the children. A family built a house, built that house, um, and they moved in. The father started to act really crazy. And then one night he killed the whole family and hung them by the stables of the house. Nice. Or gables in the house. Um, the father said the father said to have hung himself on what is known as the hanging tree. So um, this is in the Hunger Games? <laughs> having other worldly experiences out there isn't out of the ordinary. Campers claimed to be in they'll be in the middle of dead quiet and all of a sudden they'll hear a woman scream. And it sounds like a woman's um, screaming for her life, you know. Um, odd noises and orbs are seen in the night. Um, uh, lots of, you know, footprints and the twigs and stuff. Um, uh, investigators experiences this, and they've even caught a lot of this on tape where there's like a white mist in the, you know, in the trees, and then they, you know, it will be on the camera too. They're videotaping it. Um, uh, you can see visible of uh, uh, fi uh, figures in the night, people in the, you know, dark figures in the night. Um, it's the children. It's, it's always like super, of course, it's in the middle of 5,000 acres, so there's no electricity. So it's super, right. super dark and quiet. You know, when you do hear it, now you do hear it. Um, what one of the investigators, what's that? What crazy person in their right mind would go when it's dark. Well, paranormal investigators, Gary. We can't find things in the daylight. <laughs> no. Are you saying you're going to stay in the car while we go out there? <laughs> I'm going in the day. <laughs> Not going at night. Paranormal investigators, Gary Gerke and his team um, reports uh, spirits luring in the night. Uh, they visit it uh, to see in the middle of the night, of course, um, to see what happens. In, and they see presence of figures in the night. Um, they headed down the path. Oh, well, when they padded, went past the gate and down the trail, each step they took, you know, was more eerier than the last. And they finally seen like two figures in the bushes, you know, and they kind of kept going and they came up to the uh, hanging tree. But somebody has broken off the hanging part of the tree, the big branch. And um, prior to that, 
anytime somebody would take a picture of that tree, it would never turn out. All these years, it would never turn out. But now, since that is broken off, you can get a good picture of it. Really? That's that's, nice. that's strange. But why? Why do you think? I mean, well, the spell is kind of broken on the tree, I guess. Or you know, the uh, guy that hung himself is probably fell down out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mean the husband killed himself or right the husband killed his whole family and hung them by the gables of the house that he built and that's the remains of the house that's still there now but we're talking like 80 over 80 years ago so um, there is a house on that property what's left of the house you know like the foundation and you know like uh you know the guy one guy had like a big door hinge and you know, like there's remnants of a house there. The house is not. They tore the house down after the family was murdered there. Was murdered. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But um, this Gary and Cat, you know, they've captured, you know, anomalies and um, orbs and lots of stuff in their investigation. But, and it's strange sounds in the dark. And, um, but Gary, the head investigator, um, he ended up, you know, um, by the end of it, he got so spooked that he left. And he said, all I can say is, I'm not going to be the last one behind that game. <laughs> <laughs> and he left. <laughs> but everybody, you know, has got a story about the Seven Gables um, in, in the area. Well, half the town, you know, is mad because people believe this nonsense and then the other half want to investigate it but people come from all over to investigate it and uh i had never heard about this one no me neither i i did hear about it i think it's on my list of stories to do for the future so you beat yeah. me to it well anyways when we when we do go i'm not gonna be the last one to mm -mm. leave that <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, so I think it's very interesting, and again, it's local, so not that far. Yeah, it's in Dansville. I do find it interesting that it feels like uh, it has a lot of similarities with other stories. Um, like I, you know, I talked about Freddy Krueger, um, Hansel and Gretel, and then even the, you know, the witch, and then. Uh, the family that comes in and the father goes crazy and murders everybody. Like we, you know, if you've familiar, seen yeah. any paranormal movie, you know, I'm sure they've talked about uh, what's the family's name. Yeah. Uh, um, the, like infamous haunted house. Right. Um, I can't think of it, but uh, you know, it, it's, it feels similar. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, hor Amityville Horror. That's right. Amityville. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and then a, also. That's a, that's a common story. Right. Uh, right. Uh, right. And actually, it's, there's, it's, there are stories where that did happen. Remember the doctor. Matter of fact, they think that, that Amityville was copied off of a real story. I'm sure. Well, I mean, they mm. supposedly Amityville is a real story. It's just whether or not you believe 
the story that came after. So basically the Amityville horror is basically a family moved into this house after a son had murdered the entire family. And the family who moved in basically said that that, that family was now haunting the house. Um, so that's where the Amityville horror story comes from. So that the, the story is true that the son, the son did story. murder it. And I think it's, it might be in cold blood, is that right? In cold Where blood? This doctor, they buy a big mansion. He really can't afford it. So it's weighing on him. And he ends up killing his whole family. And he runs off. And they, they don't find him for years. Finally, they find him. Yeah, yeah. Finally, they find him. And um, he goes to court. And um, Truman Capote wrote the book in Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. But um, Dorothy Kilgallen, remember her? Mm-hmm. She said she was interviewing, you know, she was in on it, you know, like covering the trial. And she said the judge was biased on the story. And he goes to, year, to, to jail for, like, I don't know, 20 years or so. And they come to find out it was a mistrial because the judge was biased. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, it was yeah, a mistrial. Uh, well, um, the judge was, believe it or not, they had dishonest judges back then. <laughs> no, it's not a today thing. <laughs> not just a today thing. Not Shariva McIntyre song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I thought that was interesting. And I never yeah. heard the story. No? And, yeah. I well, never heard of it. And I was kind of looking it up, and it says um, that legend states that if you're past the gate and you hear a woman scream, the last person back on the other side of the gate will be the first to die within three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get a phone call, and they say, you have three days. <laughs> yeah. And then well, if I got three days, video. you know where we went. <laughs> you have to watch a videotape. No. I mean, I am kind of glad that I didn't find this out until now because that is something I would have forced my friends to go do. I know. It would be scary to go do it. Because I did used to make them go and do crazy things late at night. When it was dark out. Did you go to Sleepy Hollow when it was dark? Yeah. Don't you remember we made a whole video about it? No. Where are those videos? <laughs> they are long gone. <laughs> Burnt to a crisp in the fire that took the witch. <laughs> well, you know it would be scary regardless because you're out in 5,000 acres of woods. Well, right, right, right. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever actually told you guys this, but we were out, me and my friend group were out really late at night, probably like 1, 2 in the morning, doing what teenagers do at two, 1, 2 in the morning. Uh, uh, and we were... At somebody's house that's by that area. <laughs> I won't say who. Uh, um, yeah, I know who. Um, but we were basically, so we parked, obviously, parked the car pretty far away so that people in the house didn't hear us coming. And we had to walk to the house and it was out like close to like, it was like way, way outside of town basically. 
out in like the middle of a like cornfield slash forest and we're walking and we hear like footsteps but it's like it's like really really loud footsteps in like the forested area um that like basically on the road we're walking to and it's like i mean uh, like i to this day think it was sasquatch or like (laughs) it was so loud like it was like such loud footsteps. Like, it, like there's just no way it could have been a human making these. Like, because it's not like they were like right in front of us either. Like, it was really far deep. Into and I the can't wood. believe one of your friends would even allow you guys to do this because she's paranoid. Um, she wasn't having a good time. After that. <laughs> Poor girl. No, <laughs> um, you guys. You no, know, right there where you're talking about is a ghost that walks along that road. Well, that's, I'm like, like, that's been going on forever. That's exactly what we heard was footsteps in the woods. And I like, I, I to this day could not explain it to you. Like, there's just no way it was a human because it was so far in the woods. Like you could hear it was really far into the woods, but it was such loud, like heavy footfalls. Really? And then it just stopped. And so we kept going. (laughs) So you went up to the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we finished the job. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh. There's a ghost in that area, and that's been going on for years and years and years. Yeah. It's a girl. That Did you go there, Jesse? Right by the I've way. never been there. I don't think so. I would go there, but. I don't think it was this place, like the this dance. It wasn't the Seven Gables because it was still within. Oh no, no, no! Distance, because I don't. I don't think you know, like the it's person that the skirts of our house we went to. Like it's the person that the house we went to. I don't think you guys know them. Oh, I was thinking it was, you know, somebody else. Somebody that lives. It's out in the, it's out in the boonies, but it's like in between our town. And like Jesse's town, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, okay. I'm thinking yeah. over by the park and stuff. No, 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 no. no, this was out like by in between the two towns. Yeah, I know what you were talking about, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And Casey, I think I know what you're talking about too. Because yeah. oh, now that you say that, like I know the ghosts you're talking about mm-hmm. on the bridge, but it wasn't. Right, no, it wasn't. Right, that. Right. No, 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 it wasn't that. And many, many people claim to have seen that ghost. I have not. And I've been out there many I times. Either. And I've driven by there like really know, late at night. Me too. Me too. I'm always disappointed. Yeah. I have driven by there when it's really, really foggy too. But I'm Yeah, yeah, sure. I have so. I remember one time it was like, okay, this is perfect condition. This is the time. Well, not when it's foggy. You don't <laughs> see them when it's foggy. But that cemetery over there, there's a there's a uh, you know, a uh, grave site you're supposed to visit too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Spooky. So, mm-hmm. would you guys think you would do this if we got together? Um, I would do it. I don't know if my spouse would. Dang it, he's the one we make them last. You do remember. (laughs) No, I don't want Jesse to be a widower. (laughs) That's true. 
Well, you know, he's the closest to death already. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> he's close to death. If we need a sacrifice. Oh, man. <laughs> That's when you got to get the candy uh, out. We'll get in that. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's mean. But is it true? <laughs> I mean, All I can say is he's a pretty big guy. It'd be kind of hard to get him out of the woods or something. <laughs> like, just stay right here. We're going to go. <laughs> he doesn't run very fast anyway. <laughs> no, and he would not go in the woods. No, he wouldn't go in the woods. Yeah, he doesn't go in. There's no way. Okay, you guys go in. He's smart. He would say, I'm just going to stay in the car. I'm going to watch the car. But when we go over that gate, make sure he's on the opposite side. So when we jump over that gate. Yeah, he wouldn't even go into the gate. No. He's the last one. Right at the gate. Yeah, he's the last one past the gate. We'll just I have him, pretty funny that we'll have him uh, be our uh, arch so that he, he, he can be, we can um, jump up his back and run across, crossed over. <laughs> he could be <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you be, uh, just stay there. Be so frog over him. Is that what you're saying, Mom? Yeah, we're going to leap right over him. Oh, <sighs> that's not nice. No. Oh. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, that's kind so, of do they know what the witch's so name is? Yeah. Do they know the person the I mean this ha happened is it, like a, is it a cursed name? Are you not supposed to know the name or is it a mystery? It say the name. It say the name. Huh? It did say the name. Maybe it was sure. Gables. And that's why they call it the Seven Gables. Well, wouldn't there be the seven house, then? The house did have gables on it. Like now that you say that. So don't think they had that. a picture of the house. You know, but I mean it was many, many years ago. They they tore it down over 80 years ago. So wait. There was a witch. She lived in a that stone house that got burned ago. down. No, and then the house. Right. It's like over two hundred years ago when they burned the witch. Right. But then so a family the land, came and built a new house. And the land was always haunted, and everybody always had stories. They could hear screaming from kids and stuff like that. But this guy thought, I'm going to build a house here because I don't believe any of that stuff. Gotta believe. I think he probably wanted a reality show. Back in 1923. Yeah. <laughs> that is when they started film, so he probably thought he could do it. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's strange that I feel like I've never even heard of this. And if it's like the most haunted place in Michigan. In Michigan, so I feel yeah. like every story we do about Michigan's haunting, it's the most haunted place. I mean, it's the most haunted because there's another one that 
is most haunted. It's right. Huh. Well, I feel like that house that Jesse did a long, long time ago. That's the Brockwood. The Brockwood house. Yeah, supposedly the Brockway most haunted house, place in Michigan. Well, I thought the um, insane asylum in Traverse City was supposed to be the most haunted. And they turned that into a hotel, too, didn't they? Right. Does anybody know anybody that stayed there? I mean, you yes, can't... you know, yes, you know people that stayed there. Oh, you know what? And they left in the middle of the night. Oh, did they? Yeah. They got. Now, but did they make their 14-year-old daughter drive them up to Traverse? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Because they were too drunk. You need a taxi time. Listen, <laughs> I needed some driving hours to get my permission. Actually, it was their daughter who got them the weekend at this hotel as a gift. And then they got up in the middle of the night and left and came home. Uh-oh. You know these people. I know, but I can't think of who it is. <laughs> you, you know them. Uh, everybody knows them. Um, I'll give you a hint. Both of them were police officers. Oh, I don't know who this is. I don't know who this is either. Oh. I thought it was the same people that we're trying to get me to drive to Trevor City. That's what so. I thought too. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no! Bill would not. Or, or, he, they would not stay there. <laughs> no, they would never. Well, they, stay I, there. obviously their daughter oh. didn't buy it for them to stay at a haunted house. Yeah, because like they don't have the people that are police officers don't have a daughter. It was their parents. Oh. Well, I don't know that I'd stay there either. But the, oh, we went, when we went to Texas, oh, yeah. they had that hotel that we took a picture that of. That was creepy. That was creepy. And it was it was creepy, but I want to stay there. It's a beautiful hotel. It was. But it's spooky. Did you guys see the pictures? I mean, it's a huge, mm -hmm. huge, old, famous hotel. You know, the John, Lady Bird Johnson designed it. Did you see the pictures that we posted of Danielle Stevenson with her cowboy boots and stuff on? Mm-hmm. That was well, the anyways, It's a huge, huge, huge hotel. And it's right out of, you know, 1900. It's the, the Danzel or uh, Dress... dress or something. I don't remember. But dress anyways, the thing that was crazy about it was there was hardly anybody in there, and we were like just walking up. We went up to the thirteenth floor, and we're walking all over. And they had like, like every floor kind of had like a library, and it was, but it was kind of creepy that we were just wandering around this huge old hotel. And then Danielle said, "No, your mother said, I think this place is haunted." And just then, this this guy that worked there. He could bust out of these doors and went, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. So they actually had a 13th floor. Most hotels don't even have 13th no, floor. No, no, I'm sorry. They, they had a 12th floor. Because I remember thinking, oh, really? is this really the 12th floor or is it really the 13th floor? They're just making it look like that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it, seem to be the top floor. Yeah. 
but mm-hmm. it was all filled with artifacts and you know antiques and paintings and it was really really cool Well, kind of a short episode, but you guys have got anything you want to add? No. I think there's a lot of, I guess, yeah, there's a lot of things in Michigan that maybe we can all start uh, doing a little bit more Michigan stories because. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. There's just so many that. One of our viewers gave us, gave gave us a, um, a hint to do one on. Is that the one you want to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wasn't the same viewer, a different viewer. <laughs> people are watching the show, I can tell you that everywhere I go, people comment on. Good. Yeah. I like that people are listening. Yeah, yeah. Yes, me too. Is the land for sale or does somebody own it? I don't know. I kind of wondered that too. Well, it says it's inhabitable. So, I mean. I know, but somebody. That just means you can buy it. Well, um, it's. It's inhabitable by the curse. I mean, that doesn't mean it's not. Okay, inhabitable, mean, inhabitable means that you can live on it. Uninhabitable means you cannot. Right. It, that's so what it's it inhabitable, they're saying that it's safe to live on. No, it's uninhabitable. Yeah. Uninhabitable. Okay. And it said that it's overrun by rattlesnakes, coyotes, and many um, rattlesnakes. There's evil presences in there. Rattlesnakes. Yeah, that's what it said. The area is uh, travel travelable only by foot and is overrun by rattlesnakes, coyotes, and many believe by something else—an evil presence that can be that can't be explained. Gosh, this is making me mis- more mysterious than. You know. uh, the rattlesnakes is getting me because we don't have rattlesnakes in Michigan. Well, I know, but that's what it says here on this piece of paper. This one plot of land has all the rattlesnakes in Michigan. Could be. And, you know, what I don't understand is every picture is blurred out. Blurred. I mean, it's it shows a picture of the house, but yeah. you, it's blurry. You can't. Well, it's, it's also old. probably from the 1920s, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but it, it's like somebody blurred it. I like and like you say, I'm sure if we got into archive archives through the library, they'd have pictures of that house. Well, there's plenty of paranormal people that have went out there and took in pictures and videos and I know, like but that. it would just be the like one yeah. couple that were out there that they had pictures of you know like a, you know a mist come over and it was on their pictures and they seen it in person so. Right, and there's, I was reading at one point, um, it said uh, that it had somebody run past her camera and her. Hmm. So Right, 
Right. I sure, I right. surely wouldn't want some running past me. When they first went out, they'd seen two people standing, like, you know, far away, but they could see two shadow people. And so they kind of kept walking towards them, and somebody ran, like, right in front of her. But, you know, it was right. like a spirit, not a person. Right. No, thank you. But, you know, really, like, have you ever heard anybody dying from a ghost? Well, has anyone died? Well, no, so, like, they're saying, like, every, every day, but do we know any confirmed deaths from that curse? You know it's not going to kill you. Have you ever been on a piece of property that's been cursed? No. I don't know that that would be the only I have wondered. I would not want to be on a piece of property that was cursed. Well, if you went to investigate it. No, I, don't. I, I, I might be on the side of that gate. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley D, didn't you grow up in a house that was cursed? Well, I don't know that it was cursed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was haunted. <laughs> it wasn't cursed. It was haunted. There's a difference. Yes. Yes. I, I think that house was cursed. No, it was not cursed. It was haunted. Spirit. The spirit was deliberately causing chaos. Well, right. I think that's a darker spirit, which we've talked about. Right. It's not a curse. Right. I mean, it moved things and caused. Well, it could, maybe that's what made my mom and dad so crazy, but I don't know. <laughs> no well, idea. that's what the, remember the, the psychic? The psychic yeah, said that. That's that she well, could, purposely made them fight all the time. Could be. Well, no, I don't think that that was the whole purpose. I think that there was a reasoning that there was that going on. Okay, so she was setting your dad up. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. He was making. She was making him be stupid. Yeah, but don't you remember? Anyways, we don't want to repeat the story again. But remember, the spirit said that she would move things around in the house, so you, your mom would get upset about it. Well, she never blamed my dad. She just knew something was going on. Yeah. Good story. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm gonna have nightmares. I say let's get in the car and go right now. No, I'm get not. No, let's not and say we did. I'm sure there's an old shed there we could leave Danielle in with Ida. Oh, geez, oh, geez. oh gosh. <laughs> oh, didn't go. He can stay in the, the kids can stay in the shed with the dog. So then they get ate by the witch. <laughs> the witch, yeah. yeah. The cursed oh, witch. That here, already oh, here's some Oreos. You want some? That already oh, killed oh, five children. <laughs> okay. I, got, I mean, I want right, something so we'll, new because we'll, I didn't. I we'll didn't know that Michigan had rattlesnakes, but apparently they do. So that's great. What's that? 
Wait a minute. I didn't know that Michigan had rattlesnakes. Well, they even had that with the kids and the dog. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. So you found a thing that said that Michigan does have rattlesnakes. I know that they had water moccasins, but I didn't. I mean, I don't. I thought they that had was very rare that you find a rattlesnake. I did not know that. I did not know that Michigan had any venomous snakes, but apparently the rattlesnake is. It's a certain type of rattlesnake, right. um, but apparently it is. It's common in eastern Michigan, which I did not know. So now that's something to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Here I thought all I have to worry about is. Uh, Water moccasins or something crazy like that. I'm saying there's no snakes. I tell kids all the time, there's no snakes around here that will hurt you. Well, there's snakes. Yeah, exactly. There's snakes. They're just not gardeners. I don't think we have any venomous snakes. I, I don't think we have any worry around our area. No, not around us. Well, I don't know because we have lots of cornfields. You know, snakes like Well, to- they live in like, that's the thing is that rattlesnakes live in like very dry areas. So. Right. They live in like stony areas. So it'd be like yeah. somewhere where it has lots of like stones where they could. Yeah, and like, guess what? We live on a gravel pit. That's true. So <laughs> if it's not with guess what's going to come up? Snakes! <laughs> Don't you remember when well, it flooded? That, well, we didn't have flooding, but it seemed like um, it, somewhere flooded and all the snakes came up. Where was that? I don't know. I know I'm not dreaming it, neither. It did happen. I don't know, but... It happened happened up north. Recently. Yeah, that sounds like something that would happen up there. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. It's common when it floods. All kinds of... Well, yeah. All kinds of rodents. If we could just get rid of of woodchucks out in our backyard. We need to flood the backyard. Put a hose in all those holes. That's humane. Uh, well, I don't know. I said that to the person who set a bucket of water out on the porch to let squirrels jump in and die. So, <laughs> Yeah. They destroy the house. Mm-hmm. Anything that destroys your house. All right. All right. All right. We don't want PETA after us. <laughs> you may want to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do cause a lot of damage. Yes, they do. I'm going to be a Bill Murray pretty soon. From Caddyshack. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, you guys. Story, well, yeah. thinker. The thinker. It is a thinker. To know. And Some and you never went, and you never went there, Cass. You never I've just heard of it until today. So I don't mm-hmm. think I've been there. All right, you guys. Thank you very much for joining us again this week. Please hit that like button and share and uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. What'd you say, T? Peace.